Good evening, cybersecurity and cryptocurrency fanatics. Today is Tuesday, January the 15th of 2019. This is episode 55 of the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. It's been a rough few days for the whole Bitcoin space and cryptocurrency in general, so we will talk about that a little bit. Uh, also going to talk about what happened to Cryptopia. It's one of the uh, biggest exchanges in New Zealand. We'll talk about what happened to them. Uh, IoT and blockchain, what's going on there. Also going to talk about some Mongo databases that were leaking all kinds of, of data and information. Also briefly going to touch on a uh, an ISP that is suing a rival ISP for hiring somebody to hack them. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, 51% attack a little bit further and what happened with that most recent Ethereum Classic one. We'll also touch on some crossover stories about uh, crypto jacking and what's going on there. And last but not least, I'm uh, going to talk about Ring, the video doorbell service, and what's happened there. So to kick things off, I'm going to start with Ring and what's going on with them. If you haven't already heard, this news came out the other day. I want to say it was yesterday. And essentially, um, Amazon employees, well, Amazon now owns Ring, right? They bought that video doorbell company. So allegedly... Amazon was letting employees access customer live video feeds. Now, what the article doesn't specify is whether or not these were authorized viewings of their video feed. That's the part that we don't know out of this article, but certainly is concerning. Um, it's really scary, too, if they are actually doing this without your permission, if they're getting on your cameras and whatever at your house. And Amazon sells a bunch of other cameras and whatnot, too. So it makes you worry, you know, what else are they looking at on my cameras? So that was pretty interesting stuff. I will post the uh, article for that as well. Uh, but what also makes this very, very scary is that the devices apparently granted... Uh, the Ukraine-based research and development team from Amazon, as well as a whole bunch of executives based out of the U.S., uh, essentially gave them full access and around-the-clock access to live video feeds uh, of all those customers' cameras. Of course, Ring has come out and they're denying all of this. I don't know how the heck they're going to prove it one way or another. That's not for me to figure out, thankfully, but uh, definitely interesting there if you have a Ring video doorbell uh, or any other kind of Amazon-based uh, video platform. They have their own cameras and whatnot now, so... Certainly something to keep in mind there when you're uh, buying Amazon-based video anything, really. So I thought that was kind of scary. Uh, but that's that was one of the biggest news in, in cybersecurity that's come out in the last couple of days. Um, Cisco Umbrella uh, came out a couple days ago, and they were talking about crypto mining and crypto jacking and how it's still the, the top threat from 2018 and continuing into 2019 uh, and how just cryptocurrency mining malware is the number one uh, malware that's out right now. So I'm sure we will see some of that change, but uh, for right now, they're trying to mine as much as they can using your resources. So crypto mining malware will continue to 
to grow until mining is no longer profitable or everybody switches to proof of stake. Uh, speaking of proof of stake, I don't think I mentioned this, but uh, Amazon, or not Amazon, speaking of proof of stake, Ethereum and their hard fork, Constantinople hard fork, that is happening here in the next day or two, they've already come out and said that they are going to definitely move to proof of stake at some point. Now, that doesn't affect anybody at this phase of the game, but it will be moving to proof of stake. So if you're holding on to Ethereum right now, now's an even better time to just keep holding it because with proof of stake, you are staking with that particular coin. And by staking, I mean just holding that particular coin. And that's actually how you earn more rewards with that coin. So you stake and you hold it and you keep your wallet open and you can actually earn more rewards that way. So if you're already holding a bunch of Ethereum, I would hang on to it until it moves to proof of stake. So typically with most proof of stake cryptocurrencies, you can do two things. You can stake or hold on to the cryptocurrency and hold it in your wallet. And by by holding it in your wallet, you actually get rewards that way. Um, or you can set up a masternode and get masternode rewards. It just kind of depends on how you want to do it there. But uh, oftentimes you can do both and uh, make a good good chunk of change doing both there. Make those staking rewards as well as making masternode rewards. So, so what does that mean for all of you that are mining for Ethereum? Well, that means eventually you will no longer be able to mine for Ethereum. So that is coming. Um, however, they did delay the difficulty bomb uh, for Ethereum once again. So you can still mine for it uh, for at least the next, I'm guessing, two to three months uh, or until the next big uh, code update. But essentially that difficulty bomb, when it finally does drop, it's going to make it so difficult to mine Ethereum that it's completely pointless essentially and that therefore everybody's just going to turn off their mining gear or move to some other crypto so get ready for all you miners out there this is coming now they haven't said when yet so you still got some time but start preparing for that uh, and the reason i say to hang on to your ethereum the more you have staking the more you get in staking rewards so keep that in mind. If you have, you know, fractions of an Ethereum uh, coin, then you're not going to get very much in staking rewards. But if you have 10, 20, 30 Ethereum coins, then obviously you're going to get a lot more staking rewards there. So keep that in mind as we come up on this big switch to proof of stake. This is going to be a huge, huge change, uh, not only for Ethereum, but the entire cryptocurrency space. Uh, this is just very, very interesting stuff. Now, if you think about how many other cryptos are doing this, there's not many. Um, Bitcoin is still proof of work. The vast majority are still proof of work, at least the ones that are halfway decent and the ones that people have bought into are proof of work. So this is one of the biggest major coins that's moving to proof of stake. With all that said, Ripple has been proof of stake uh, since its inception. So it's been doing this now for quite a while. So we do have one big one already doing proof of stake, but Ethereum is the second big one, second biggest one, I would say, to announce that they are going to move to proof of stake. So again, we don't know when that actual switch is going to take place, but it is happening very, very soon. I wouldn't suspect, I mean, software is hard. I mean, it just is. And you run into all kinds of roadblocks and who knows what's going to happen. And they're, they're going to have to have an underlying 
uh, network of mining going on until the full uh, proof of stake switched is completely uh, switched over. So I would suspect that mining will continue for at least another six months, maybe even longer. It all just really depends on how aggressive the Ethereum developers are going to get here with this Constantinople code release and all that kind of good stuff. They obviously have to see how things go after this big code release and see what breaks, if anything, and then fix that and debug and all that good stuff and then come out with the next one so anyway that's very interesting stuff i'll post this article that i've got here and you can also track the progress on ethereum's github page everything is open source so you can go check out what they're doing what bugs they found if you want to get that deep into it you certainly can but this is a huge change for ethereum so it's not just going to happen overnight, but mining will eventually be gone for Ethereum, so get ready. Luckily, there's plenty of other proof-of-work coins out there that people can mine for. They're just not nearly as profitable. Some emerging trends in blockchain over the last year has been the integration of blockchain with IoT devices. I never thought I'd be saying those two things are working well together, but that has been the biggest growth in blockchain is through those IoT devices. Now, I haven't really studied up on what what all these IoT devices are that are using blockchain, but apparently this is a huge growing industry. And they came out with some reports saying that this was one of the biggest growth uh, of blockchain that they've seen in, in the last few years. So who knew? IoT and blockchain. There you go. But I'll post the article for this in the show notes as well. Uh, some other interesting news here about some data leakage. I've never heard of this company before. Well, I should say one of the companies involved. OXO and Amazon India came out and announced that uh, they had some data leaks and they were from some MongoDB databases. So very interesting stuff there. Now these were separate breaches. They weren't uh, combined in any way, but I think this is one of the few breaches that I've heard about involving Amazon, but uh, Amazon India was affected by this one. OXO is apparently a, uh, I think they make some modern kitchen kind of stuff, kitchen gadgetry and tools and housewares and whatnot. So um, theirs was specific to uh, June of 2017 to November of 2017, uh, the data that was entered between those times. Um, And they were also saying something between July 2018 and October 2018 as well. Any data that was input on their e-commerce site uh, was essentially uh, compromised as well. But those were two separate incidents, but uh, I thought that was interesting that Amazon Got, got hit with one of these finally. Now, there's no mention of how many people are potentially affected or anything like that, um, but there are speculations that the OXO uh, hack was based on the Magecart group, the folks that also hacked uh, Ticketmaster and British Airways last year. So, again, that's still speculation, but uh, they did see some malicious code on their website, and I think that's how they're kind of tying it back to them. So, interesting stuff there, but Amazon India, man. I thought Amazon was damn near invincible. <laughs> now, you know what? It's bound to happen to everybody. Breaches happen. And that's just the way it goes. I think this day and age, most people are kind of numb to the fact that we're, you know, every time you turn around, there's a new breach, a new data leak. You know, it's it's 
almost impossible, especially with, you know, the big credit bureaus leaking all your information. When something like that comes out, it's damn near impossible for anybody to be safe. Uh, So it's unfortunate, yes, but it's going to happen and it will happen to pretty much any and every company until we have a better way to secure our data and secure our identifications and whatnot. This is just going to continue to happen. So it's definitely unfortunate, but it's the way it goes. But I think we all have breach fatigue right now but hopefully we can find a fix for this in the future all right some other news in cryptocurrency the attacker that did the recent ethereum classic 51 percent attack has recently returned a hundred thousand dollars in ethereum classic back to the exchange which i thought was very odd nobody knows why they did it but they're still keeping a million bucks to themselves. <laughs> so I'll give you a little bit of it back, but I'm keeping a mill for myself. Sorry about that. So that was interesting. I'm not sure why or what would motivate somebody to... I mean, you've already stolen it, so why are you giving it back? But I don't know, maybe they felt bad after they did it or something. Regardless, they're still sitting on a million bucks, and uh, I think that's much better than... You know, having a hundred thousand, maybe it's just me. So that was definitely weird and interesting, but I'll post that story to our show notes here as well. All right, other cryptocurrency news. This one is big. If you've ever used Cryptopia, they are probably the biggest uh, cryptocurrency exchange in New Zealand. Well, they went offline today. Um, citing a hack. They said that they were hacked today. They basically shut off all operations. Uh, A bunch of Ethereum was stolen. Looks like almost two and a half million dollars in Ethereum was stolen. So that's quite a bit there. Um, Not sure what, you know, what the cause of the attack is yet, obviously, but uh, the exchange did go offline. They had a message on their website saying why they were offline. And uh, man, that's just a huge, huge loss for them. Um, So they were, all this money was transferred to or all the ethereum was transferred to a bunch of unknown wallets um and so they don't know where the funds are going but they're going to try to track it obviously and see if they can uh, keep an eye on it but that's going to be very very difficult to to continue to trace all of that cryptopia did come out and say they've notified the authorities and new zealand police and their high-tech crimes unit and all that kind of good stuff so police are actively investigating that as well but i've used cryptopia in the past and it's been a pretty decent exchange i thought that they had pretty uh pretty decent security controls so this will be interesting to see you know when this actually finally comes out and the the reason for the hack comes out i'll be very curious to see how they how they actually got into it and how they performed this hack because this is i mean that's a huge huge hack of two and a half mil i mean geez louise so if you're trying to get to uh, cryptopia today it is not gonna work (laughs) so um anyway that was some some huge news with cryptopia there but uh so currently there's a lot of speculation going on so i'm not gonna speculate on what actually happened with cryptopia but uh i'm sure more more news will come out about this and you'll see some updates to this news article as well too but man that's a big blow for cryptopia there they were a pretty decent little exchange i thought but uh man sad to see that but uh, i guess i'm not too surprised unfortunately all right in other regular cybersecurity news a uh, Liberian ISP is suing another uh, rival ISP, claiming that the rival hired a hacker. <laughs> 
to hack <laughs> to hack their network and do cause all kinds of damage and cause all kinds of disruptions and whatnot. So they are now suing that uh, rival ISP. So I thought that was kind of a interesting story there. I'll post that one to the to the show notes as well. All right, folks, that's all I had for today. Want to thank our sponsor, it's Southern Graphics T-shirt Company. Their website is Southern Graphics T-shirt Co. Com. Go check them out. Uh, if you go to their homepage, there's a link to their Etsy store. You can go there. And they did give me a promo code that gets you a nice little discount. The promo code is VALENTINES2019. And VALENTINES is all all caps. So VALENTINES2019. And get you a nice little discount there with Southern Graphics T-shirt company. So go check them out for that little discount. Get you some funny T-shirts and whatever else you need from those guys. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at eEnglish. 34 on Twitter at eEnglish34. And I want to thank everybody for listening, and we will talk again soon.